Hi, my name is Swetra Pant and this is Anjali Guntur. Uh, we are here to talk about providing a safe environment for children. What does it mean and what does it look like? So Anjali, I have a question for you. What is the first step to providing a safe um, environment for children? I think a safe environment would mean that your child trusts you, like creating a foundation of trust within the household so that a child feels comfortable to talk, to open up. And when we say environment, we always think of physical environment, but I think it's important that we create a mental environment and an emotional environment where a child feels comfortable to share mm -hmm. and communicate openly with a parent. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, in terms of talking about um, mental environment and emotional environment, uh, can you just elaborate a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, I think it's creating that space where a child feels comfortable to just come and talk about whatever they may be wanting to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said earlier, creating a foundation of trust, mm -hmm. just being there for the child, mm -hmm. um, just checking in uh, on your child, asking them, you know, about school, about their friends, who they hang out with, mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily only academic, because mm -hmm. I think as parents, sometimes we tend to do that, mm -hmm. where we are more curious and more interested in knowing uh, about what's happening at school in terms of their academics. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important mm -hmm. to open up certain topics with your child mm -hmm. to make sure that your child is doing well emotionally and mm -hmm. socially. Absolutely. I definitely have to agree with you on that point. Um, having worked as a youth program coordinator um, here at Raksha, I think I hear more oftentimes how uh, the youth wish that their parents uh, would reach out to them and ask them, how are you doing versus what your grades are like? Right. You know, we are hearing that more often when I do a youth group um, conversation, when I'm having a discussion group. Uh, you know, the, I hear that the, the youth are saying, hey, like, I wish my parents would like ask me how my day was like versus what math homework you have today. Is that something, you know? Right, right. Because um, not many times do we focus on the feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to focus on those feelings mm -hmm. and to be concerned mm -hmm. for your child when they are talking about it mm -hmm. instead of brushing them off. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes a child may not know if a parent can handle it in the mm -hmm. sense that because if you have not created that environment, that safe environment where a child can feel comfortable to open up, mm -hmm. he or she may not know and they want to talk to you because mm -hmm. it's important for them to discuss it with an adult. Mm -hmm. But they're not sure if you are the right person because mm -hmm. you haven't created that environment for them. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is the actual responsibility is of the parents to start that dialogue to create that safe environment right 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 i agree and it's not it's important to create that right from the beginning mm -hmm. because i've realized most parents start opening up and sometimes take their children by surprise mm -hmm. by putting them on the spot and asking them things like say maybe when they become teenagers mm -hmm. and i don't think you should wait that long mm -hmm. uh, because by then you your teen or your child is all already shut the doors mm -hmm. you want this open communication to start right from the beginning right mm -hmm. from when they are toddlers you mm -hmm. know when they start to learn to speak mm -hmm. you know and you just need to say things like i'm here for you 
and probably set a time aside mm-hmm. so that when you're having the conversation, your cell phone is not beeping mm-hmm. or you're not distracted by your cooking or mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. or any other background noise and mm-hmm. that you make your child feel that you're really there mm-hmm. to listen to what they have to say. Absolutely. Um, yes, you're right. Uh, so I know you're telling the parents to, you know, obviously make these changes in their lives, mm-hmm. but obviously it's going to be easier said than done. Uh, not everybody has uh, the background or the knowledge or the comfort to just, you know, start these uh, dialogues. Would you have any suggestions for them as to what the best approach is? Right, absolutely. And um, and I agree because parenting is a very difficult thing to do. And I know that personally because I'm a parent of two <laughs> yeah. kids and there's no manual. So you learn every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I've noticed parents take things very hard on themselves mm-hmm. and you don't have to. And just because you're an adult, just because you're a parent does not mean that you have the answers for everything that your child may be mm-hmm. asking you or mm-hmm. telling you. Um, it's okay to tell your child that, hey, you know what, maybe we can research this together. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can find out Mm -hmm. more information together. Mm -hmm. So why don't we reconnect? You know, Mm -hmm. let's talk again next week, same Mm -hmm. time, same place, and Mm -hmm. let's have this conversation going. Mm -hmm. And it's you don't have to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You can either read books, Mm -hmm. you know, get some good articles maybe online, talk to other parents Mm -hmm. and talk to professionals. Like I know there's a lot of work that Raksha does Mm -hmm. and I know you can talk more about it, but Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of tooling these parents, giving Mm -hmm. them some appropriate tools. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and then have that conversation. Yeah, you're right. And I think it's also important to add is when you talk about safety for children, uh, even though it's parents' responsibility to take that first step, we should always ask our kids or our youth what safety means for them, Absolutely. right? It's going to mean different things for different people. Some of them may be already ready to have that conversation with you, and some of them may not even be ready to kind of come to you, depending on what was the background and what was the environment before talking about all of these things. Right. Um, on the other hand, yes, you know, if and if they need help, we're all, you know, organizations like Raksha or any other organizations they particularly feel comfortable with they can, or they can always re- reach out to us we do have a parenting advisory group that we're trying to start to exactly have conversations like this and in fact the first conversation you know that we're trying to have is about providing a safe environment for children okay. and then ho- hopefully we can move on to things like you know other conversations right. so you're absolutely right mm-hmm and I think it's important that when when your child is opening up mm-hmm. and talking to you about all of this, mm-hmm. to not to just be a good listener mm-hmm. and not to get judgmental mm-hmm. and not to get sarcastic about it. Right. Because one of the reasons I notice why kids don't open up is because they already assume that the parent is going to disapprove mm-hmm. or not understand yes. what they're trying to mm-hmm. tell them. So like we discussed earlier, you don't have to know everything mm-hmm. as long as you let your child know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and just create that space where they feel comfortable to open right. up. So creating a safe space, mm-hmm. building that trust right. uh, is the first few you know, crucial steps to Absolutely. even having these safer environments and hopefully leading on to other dialogues mm-hmm. um, to prevent anything in the future. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, that's uh, really important. And I think, uh, I think when we talk about a safe environment for children, it's not just 
also to start that dialogue but i think there are other ways because when i did when i am having a discussion with the youth group i think um i hear most often times uh they tell me that i wish my parents didn't compare me with other kids especially my cousins or my peers you know when i come home um you know that's most of the time that's what they hear is not how are you doing today how was your day you know like uh, let's have a chat versus like do your homework like you know you have an essay do you like your cousin got this number so i think even that is some sort somewhat of an unsafe environment right. and i think that needs to change I agree because there's already a lot of pressure on children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go through a lot emotionally, physically, as well as, you know, their school work and, you know, all the t- stress associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I know at least, uh, you know, within the South Asian culture, there is this tendency where we do that. We land up comparing our child with somebody else's child, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to academics. Mm-hmm. And that puts a lot of pressure on our children. Mm-hmm. And um and and i think that's that's unhealthy because every child is different mm-hmm. every child learns at a different pace mm-hmm. and you just need to give them that time and you need to encourage them uh, to reach their full potential mm-hmm. but you can't do that by comparing them with somebody else mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So what you're saying is academia is important. Obviously, we want to encourage all of you to uh, follow that path if that is their wish. But also their emotional and mental well-being is also important. And having that check-in time with them, perhaps, you know, maybe even taking time out of their um, weekend schedule and like going for coffee or doing things that may, they may enjoy versus asking, you know, them to do things that you enjoy. Maybe that can start that initial relationship right yeah i agree and i think that taking time out is so important because Mm -hmm. that's giving your child a message Mm -hmm. that you are there for them irrespective of what they have to say or what they're going through Mm -hmm. and it's not just important that you check in like you said just about their academics Mm -hmm. but it's also important to just ask them about their peers Mm -hmm. as parents you want to know who your child is hanging out with Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe if possible have invite those friends home talk to the parents you know and you know have a dialogue and and create that environment where your child feels that hey you know what I'm going through something and Mm -hmm. I can go talk to my dad or mom about this Mm -hmm. and they will be there and they will understand Mm -hmm. what I'm going through absolutely you're right so I think these discussions even came about is because when we were starting to have the youth group and starting to you know have these dialogues with the kids um we asked one question we asked them how comfortable or how safe do you feel going to your parents if you ever get in trouble and um let me tell you the response was mostly no i don't feel safe you know I'm, i can't talk about that with my parents i'll get in trouble and that's very concerning is because if they can't even come and talk to you about little things you know they'll never come to you and seek for your help if they actually get in trouble they're going to most likely go to their trusted peers and which probably you know obviously we all have friends we go to our friends but if they can't you know but the peers have only as much as knowledge as them so that that needs to change i think that definitely needs to change yeah. and so you know we we talked about safety and safe environment do you have any last thoughts anjali about this 
I think, like I said, open communication, just creating that foundation of trust, mm -hmm. not being judgmental, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just being empathetic, mm -hmm. just being there for your child mm -hmm. and asking them, asking them things, you know, outside of just their schoolwork mm -hmm. and also not putting uh, undue pressure on them, mm -hmm. like, like you said, by comparing them with someone else Absolutely. or so-and-so is not only just doing schoolwork, but is also doing piano and all these extracurricular activities mm -hmm. and it just gets very overwhelming for a child mm -hmm. and also to talk openly the child also needs to see adults talk about other things mm -hmm. around them because a lot of times it, it's modeling mm -hmm. that behavior mm -hmm. uh, so when the child hears parents discuss other topics mm -hmm. then they're comfortable to come and talk to you about it yeah yeah absolutely and i think just to add to that it's also um reactions right uh, we need to focus on how we react when our uh, youth or our kids approach us and what that what does that mean because that that one time they came to you that one time they opened up to you and depending on how you reacted it's a make or break it thing at Absolutely. least for a while no i agree that that's why that being non-judgmental is so important mm -hmm. and and you know like you know even your physical the, the, the expressions on your face your body language speaks louder mm -hmm. so you have to be aware of that not raising your eyebrows because your child might be telling you something that's mm -hmm. difficult even for them mm -hmm. and your child if given the south asian culture there mm -hmm. are certain topics that are already a taboo mm -hmm. So they know that it's it's difficult for them to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so just to be there and just listen to them, yeah. being non-judgmental mm -hmm. is the first step. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to point out is um, most of the times, you know, silent treatment can be really harsh too. And that's another unsafe environment that I wanted to point out is we may not like act out immediately as parents uh we may not punish them in other ways but i see that in our culture silent treatment seems to be the ultimate punishment and that is very harsh as well and that is something that needs to change and perhaps instead of a silent treatment we can go ahead and have a discussion when the parent is ready of course they you know they whatever they feel comfortable and ready yeah, I agree completely. And I think, like I said, it's important to talk about um, different topics. Be, you know, every parent knows where their child is and, you know, in, in terms of their age, in terms of what they're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And we also need to remember that children learn a lot mm -hmm. from you know, their peers, mm -hmm. from what they watch on TV. Mm -hmm. So as parents, we need to be sensitive to that as well. Like mm -hmm. even within a household, um, the type of TV shows that you watch mm -hmm. as a family, you know, the type of things that you do, activities you do together, mm -hmm. those play an important role as well. Yeah. And some of sometimes they give subtle messages to your child because your child is watching your reaction. Let's say there's something going on on TV. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, you react to it. Your child is going to observe you mm -hmm. and, and then your child is going to make up their mind saying, OK, my parent is reacting to this. Mm -hmm. So which means I can't talk to them about this. Mm -hmm. And that's where that reacting that you were saying, mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to take a step back mm -hmm. to think before we react mm -hmm. and um, to open up all this dialogue and have a free, open communication with the child. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for tuning in with tuning in with us. Uh, we look forward to having more podcasts with you. Thank you.